everyone. Thank you once again for tuning in to another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast, where the icon is old. Uh, you know better than that. Let's just do it this way. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Barry 3D Carter. I'm one of your hosts of the Iconist Podcast. And on my side, as always, the man, the myth, the legend. If you, if you don't see him, that's okay, because you'll hear him where he's playing. My cousin, my best friend, the one and only. Rod C. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. I hope you are ready. As you saw the name in the title, we are going to be talking about. Hello. Oh, I'm mic'd out. I was sorry. Chipped out. Sorry. I, I literally was going to tell you guys, but, you know, about. But I did it again. I'm sorry. Wow. Dang technology. Wow, keep bleeping cool. me out. I was really, I was so close. Oh, so close. Oh, well, yeah. we'll find out. We'll find out. Soon enough. But before we do, as usual, hmm. we got to do the rundown. Manners make it the man, the whole nine yards. So here we go. We're going to kick this off right away. Uh, so first and foremost, you got to buy the books. You don't know where to start. Here, we got two places for you. You got to go to Wild Comics out in Kitchener. Tell Wes and the rest of the guys we said hi. For our friends out in Montreal, please go to Check Swings out on the South Shore and Broussard and tell Trevor and the rest of the guys we said hi. You tell them you heard about him on this podcast, they'll hook you up. Also, another friend of the show is Miss Brandy Ford. She's got her radio station, 46, uh, 4680Q.com. You can check her out. Mm. Um, and also, and that's every Monday and Wednesday at 2 o'clock and Saturdays at noon. Keep your ears out. She's also adding more times. And she also has a monthly book. You can see the link down below. It's called The Writer and the Wit. Please check her out. Thank you very much. Also, I do some stand-up comedy. And when I'm doing stand-up comedy, sometimes I'm rolling alone. If you want to know where I'm going to be, check out Barry3D.com. That's my personal website with all updates, including for this show. And there's times I'm going with another group called A Touch of Grey Matter, which is myself, Zolf Ali, and Dave Sakalowski. So come out, check it out. We, you know, when we, when we do our fundraisers, please come out and give. We've got some uh, that we've got in the oh, works no. planning right now. Rod, where can we find you? Ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on the World Wide Web, as I always say. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. You can find me on TikTok at, well, at twitch.tv. Let me keep it proper. Let me keep how I normally go. Twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Then you can find me on TikTok at DJ Rod C1. That's DJ Rod C1. What? The number one. Let's go. Let's go. Now, always, we always say that, hey, man, if you want to do something like this, too, you should turn around and use what we use. We use Podbean to do all our podcast hosting uh, things. And, you can, of course, you see the show on YouTube. So, please, subscribe. Mm-hmm. And on Podbean, you can find us on autonomous.podbean.com. And if you are doing anything like this and you need any kind of graphic artwork done, regardless of where you are within the world, all you got to do is reach out to the one and only Jay Bird. Digital art, art. Mr. Jason Reese, Jaybird Digital Art. If you reach out to him, you tell him you heard about him on the Iconist podcast, and he will give you a discount. Keep in mind, this is the digital age. This is worldwide. So all our listeners in the UK, down in the States, around Canada, down in Spain, Sweden, wherever, we got you. We got you. Even our listeners out in Germany. Hey, we know you. We hear you. Thank you very much. All right. Ooh, I think we got this done. Oh, nice. now. Yeah, yeah, work out nice, work out nice. Which baby, remember, subscribe. Which brings hmm. us to our hero of the day. Our theme for the month of November is dealing with Remembrance Day. We're dealing with uh, soldiers, heroes, anything along those lines. And this time we're being extra patriotic with the person we've chosen today. 
That person is Captain Canuck. Captain Canuck. Canuck. Why? Come on now. So this is a book that came out in 1975. Oh, man. So this is more recent now for, for some people. might. Oh, yeah, we know. And others might not. Right. Because this book was created, published and, and done everything here in Canada. Toronto, really, per se. This is what it is. So it has got a lot of the Canadian culture in there. And I said, July of 1975 is when the first issue came out. Um, it was, you know, self-published. They went through different uh, avenues where they almost got published by Harlequin, you know, rope, you know, Harlequin Publishing Company, who did the Harlequin romance novels, but they didn't do comic books at the time. So they turned around and they almost had a deal, but the deal wasn't really a good deal for the creators. So they decided to turn around and do it themselves and say, hey, we can do this and self-publish it. And this book was created by Ron Leishman, uh, who was a cartoonist, and the artist and writer, which was Richard Somley. So that's when it, they started from way back. Now, the beauty is, as I said, this was done in 1975. The book came out with the character being in 1975. Well, they wrote the curated character in 1975. And they wrote the stories in the future. Future. And the future had it that Canada was a superpower. We were a major player on the world market. So we were up there and we, we stepped up like equal to or maybe even beyond the USA at that time in 1993. That's what the future was. 1993 was the future and Canada was a superpower. It. 18 years in the future. Take it. Just go with Take it. it. Take it. Just, just. We, we, right. It's like back to the future. We already lived the year that Marty traveled to, we passed it, okay? We good. So that was the future they were envisioning. And we had our hero, Captain Canuck. So Captain Canuck, you know, this is when he, he came about. And the thing is, they were going to call him Captain Canada. But for some reason, they thought the name was taken, taken so they went with Captain Canuck instead. <clears throat> I'm better with Captain Canuck than Captain Canada. Because, right. you know, they make, yeah, they make jokes about Vindicator or Guardian from Alpha Flight being Captain Canada. So we good. We good. I'm, I'm better with, you know, than Canada. We live in Canada. We, right? It's almost like Captain America. We, we get you. We, we get you. We get you. Right. So like, like uh, Captain uh, America, Captain Canuck, Captain Canuck um, was created, as I said, based in Toronto, as our symbol of freedom. He was, in essence, like a super soldier. He was a hero. He's got a strange story. Strange story. It starts off good. So let's go back. So the character's name is Tom Evans. Tom Evans was born in Manitoba. Manitoba, eh? Wait, he keep so he was born in Manit he was born in Manitoba when he was a Cree on his father's side. And, and they never really mentioned about his mom. So you just know his dad is Cree Indian. Uh him and his brother, so it was Tom and Michael Evans, and the two of them came up together. Now, the father raised them to be more peaceful. Uh, but Tom was always quick to defend people. Tom would always go in there and he was defending his brother Michael from bullies. He had a sense when Michael was in trouble, he always was there to defend him. And yep. at one point, he's like, hey, you guys got to do something. So he sent them off to like a, a boarding school, like a military kind of college to kind of 
mellow him out. You know, learn to take care of himself because he saw he had a strong sense of right and wrong. So mm-hmm. both brothers turned around. They went to a military college. They went and actually when they came out, or sorry, military school, when they came out, they stayed with the army. Um, well, the army, sorry. They joined the RCMP. So they both joined the RCMP. They worked their way up in the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. If you've seen the videos where I do, welcome to Canada. Then, all right, there we go. Okay. Some with some nice red suits and the nice broad hats. Yes. Right? Right? Dudley Do-Right. Like, yes, yes. Dudley Do-Right. Yes, man. Dudley Do-Right. Or if you watch a TV show, Do South, there you go. Oh, there you go. Good Canadian oh. content, eh? That's, that's another one. Forget about it. But I'm trying to remember that guy's name. McGoogle. Anyway, that's another story. Oh, oh forget about it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool yes, for yes. Forget about for it. Canada! For yeah. Canada, where we have yeah. free healthcare. Yeah. Oh, I love that cartoon. So this is where he came up and he, he goes about. So when this all started for him, he gets up there, he goes for the RCMP. He's going pretty well for him and his brother. And then at one point, mm-hmm. he's this guy's like just an all around good guy. Like it, it really shows the, the Canadian sense in it. So on his off time, he was leader of a Boy Scout troop. So he took a, a troop of Boy Scouts and he took them away for a camping trip. You know, how they go into the woods and do their camping and earn their badges and everything like that. We don't mm-hmm. need no stinking badges. Yes, you need badges if you're a Boy Scout. That's the whole thing. So he took Come the Boy now. Scout troop. Yes. Out. And at one point when he's in the tent, <laughs> he hears some rustling around. He comes out. The boys are gone. He didn't lose one. He didn't lose three. He lost the whole troop. The whole pack of them. The whole the pack, whole of, pack them. of them. Gone. Whole Dark. gone. Right, so he gets out there. He starts looking around. He sees a light and says, "Okay, something's going on." He has a sense that something seems off. So he he runs over to where he sees that light coming from, and when he what he sees is the Boy Scouts all standing in line, right, facing him with an object behind them. They're 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 kind of got a glow around them. Their eyes are glowing, and then he looks and he sees it's a spaceship with aliens, three aliens standing there with their hands out. You know, emitting this energy wave around the boys. Tom is a man of action. He he's like, oh, and he goes charging in there. To, and his goal was to tackle, stop the aliens from whatever they're doing. He didn't know what was going on. Not on my watch. Charge. Charge. Sorry, sorry, I had to do it. It was just right there. Yes, of course, of course. So he went in there and he goes to stop them. And all of a sudden, the famous, you know, and this is for our buddy Dave when we used to play D&D, there was a blinding flash of light. For for our group of friends, we know what that is. Every Shut time up, we Dave. were doing something Shut wrong up. and we were getting carried away in Dungeons & Dragons, the DM, which was our buddy Dave, would get fed up. He goes, all right, there's a blinding flash of light. And we're like, uh-oh. And that's the huge <laughs> teleport something in there to shut us up. All right, and not that it really worked, mind you, but still, you know, we had to deal with it. So he had a blinding flash of light. Boom. Next thing you know, when he comes to, he and the the whole troop, all the boys, are back at their camp with their tents. They have a nagging feeling that something happened. Like, you know when you have a dream and you wake up and you can't remember the whole dream, so you're you're kind of getting bits and pieces of it. So they knew something was off. Okay, cool, fine brings the boys back everything goes on as normal he goes now back to work at the rcmp and when he's there he's doing his normal physicals and 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 so forth and over a very short span of time he realizes he's different 
He's like two times faster, two times stronger. He's got a photographic memory all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's got like deductive skills, uh, skills like a computer. Like he's really able to things together really quick. And he notices these changes like, between test scores, you know, physical scores he's doing, his case, you know, he's handling his cases. And his superiors turn around and say, hey, there's, there's something different about Michael. Michael, what's different about you? He's like, I, I don't know. It's, I, I feel good. Feeling good. Feeling good. <laughs> so they turn around and they were just forming a new organization called CISUS, uh, CISO, S, sorry, C-I-S-O. And I'm going to tell you right now, in all honesty, everyone out there, I can't remember what that stands for. It stands for the Canadian International Security Organization, CISO. 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 Second, I, yeah, I read it. I, I read it real quick, and I almost saw, I said Cisco, and I'm like, what? What? He's there too. Vong, 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 vong. I was uh, refraining from doing that. I was like, it's right there, and I'm like, refraining. You know, I was going right. for it. Yeah. So CISO, so Canadian. Was it again? Canadian. Canadian International Security Organization. Right. And this is at the beginning of when this was, thank you very much, Rod, when this was forming. So we said, mm-hmm. we need an agent, we need a face, we need something that's going to inspire people and be there for the organization. We're going to be the face of the organization. We're going to put you in a costume. We're going to give you a name and reward on special missions for us. And now the whole thing about CISO is their mandate is to fight terrorism. As Canada is a superpower, they're dealing more with terrorism on a worldwide basis in and outside the borders. Remember, 1993 was a future, so cars had six wheels. You would see like a set in front and two pairs in the back. You know, they mm-hmm. had their planes, which would always achieve low orbit. So they had fighter jets that would go into orbit and, and outer space. And there were space stations like we that that was that's the Canada he envisioned. God, God bless your cotton socks, as Rod would say. God, as I would say, God bless your cotton socks. Indeed. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. This is how well, you see in Canada. Oh, Richard, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Richard, so Richard, you know, is is a Canadian. I mean, he obviously, you know, and this is what he envisioned for him. So Captain Canuck, once again, that's how he got his origins. Boom, moves on and had its first series. Now, the first series, even though it took a while for that first original run to go, it was like 15 mm-hmm. issues. But you got like the first three issues. Then it was a, a gap before we got issue number four. And only right. in the original run do you get his origin story in issue number five. So if you want to know what his origin is, and, and the original run I'm talking, yes, he has come back m- m- different times. That's the original run. So Bomb goes out there, and that is his base story. And then, of course, he has support staff that, you know, uh, support agents because it's an agency. So they're building picture is like S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s got its, its, its super agents. Depending on how you want to look at it, like, you know, maybe it could be Captain America, it could be Agent 13, it could Black Widow, Hawkeye, uh, depending on which version you see, you know S.H.I.E.L.D. has always got its set of agents that are going, same thing like Checkmate, Checkmate had its superhero division of agents and super soldiers and yada, 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 yeah. it goes on. So, and even I.O., like how it had an image comics, okay? So, this is our secret organization, this is the, the troops they're doing, this is the support that he's got. And his brother's still around, and his brother does join him on a couple of missions now during one mission 
Um, some people were shooting at Captain Canuck and his brother jumped in front of him and ended up taking, getting hit, taking the bullets that was meant for him, which caused his brother to be paralyzed and put in a wheelchair, which he has some guilt over at the time. Mm-hmm. Or, or ongoing because, you know, he's always there to protect his brother. And that's one time he couldn't do it. So that's, this is the, the background of this character in a nutshell. Um, you know, and I said, he's gone over, as I said, as I said, first comic was in 1975. Uh, then he came back and they did a special in 2014, you know, with a couple of other different issues like Reborn, the Canuck Reborn. That's almost like a Batman Beyond thing uh, where someone else took the role. And then, you know, he came back in 2017 again. And then they actually pushed some, which was cool, some shorts on YouTube. So you can go to Captain Canuck and you can find official Captain Canuck channel and you can find the animated shorts that they did. Which was cool. I thought it was it was interesting. You, 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 if you're a Canadian fan, you're gonna love it. Okay, the music that they used for some of it was by Platinum Blonde. Canadian, you know, yeah. If you watch the credits, they use a couple of songs from Platinum Blonde for the credits, and I'm like, this is awesome because I love Platinum Blonde. I'm not even gonna lie. I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. And it almost took like, you know, uh, the opening has the repeat of Gavin. I'm a strange animal. Right? It's not, it's not vocals, but if you know the beat, yeah, you're right. a strange animal. That's what <clears throat> I know. Dun, 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 dun. All right, then. Good Canadian nice. content blew through and through. Nice. Oh, yeah. And look, here's, here's a joke. If you watch the, the opening of the cartoon, it's like his first thing, the Captain Canuck cartoon. Mm-hmm. There's a bomb threat that gets called in during Canada Day celebration. Captain Canuck goes running through the crowd to find where this bomb is to save all the hundreds and thousands of people that are there. A girl says, hey, Captain Canuck, and he's in a costume. And he goes, yes, thank you very much. Uh, I, I got to go because he doesn't want to alert anybody. She's like, can I take a picture? Big fan. She gives him a kiss on the cheek. He's like, okay. And the support staff is like, you stopped to take a selfie? He's like, well, it's just a proper thing to do. And he goes running off jumps on he finds the bomb jumps on stage in the middle of platinum blonde playing <laughs> takes off on the top of the scaffolding runs up a building with the bomb in hand right and throws it in the air just before it explodes but it times it with the fireworks so nobody knew oh, the difference. bomb they all just thought it was part of the fireworks show Captain Canuck Canuck look at that Canuck doing that that part of the show, mommy? Yes, yes, it is, child. Yes, it is. I'm confused, Howard. What wow. is it? Just, just, just watch it through, Martha. Just watch it through. <laughs> watch it through. Like it goes right through. Like you I mean, you know, it's in Ottawa. It's 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 in Ottawa, so you know it's right. That celebration is right down the street from the Parliament Building. Or right. It okay? Come on now. Come on. You can't get more. <laughs> and platinum. And he jumps on stage with platinum blonde playing. You can't get more Canadian than that. Okay. Now, there's a reason, if you read his run, and they, they try to explain it, why his costume changed, and it's the same guy's name. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, the whole arc of the first series, 15 issues, Captain the Canuck goes through, trying to figure some stuff out. Um, you can see he's got the powers from the aliens. Then, you realize near the end that, and I'm not sure if it's in this original series or the second series, so forgive me, everybody, 
but you find out that the aliens that came down, yes, were coming to invade and they wanted to test the ground, so to speak. So they were brainwashing these kids to see how things would work as a pre-invasion strategy to have them help with the invasion. So during one mission, Captain Canuck realizes that those kids from the Boy Scout troop, um, like, and not right away, this is like a little while after, turn into almost mm-hmm. mindless zombies. Like people are being brain mind controlled and they start attacking each other. So it was Captain Canuck along with his brother and uh, one of the agents called Payback. Yeah, support staff. So that's like Captain America has Bucky. Yes. My man has got Payback and it's spelled K E B E C. Quebec, yeah, but that the funny thing about it is when I read it, it's there's so just in case anybody understands, there is a province as a state, there's a province, Quebec, there's Quebec City, Quebec is Q U E B E C. How this one is spelled out is K E B E C, and the way you say it, we read it, I read it as saying with you know, with at least with the Quebec uh dialect, Quebec. Quebec, key, K E Beck. So I'm reading. I was like, Quebec. Wait, did he just say Quebec? No, not Quebec. Quebec. I'm like, okay, that is so. That is so wonderful. I was yeah, like, oh, Quebec, eh? That's nice. <laughs> hey, Quebec, eh? Hey, hey. I like Franchement, it. Franchement, well, well done. <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Muscle the French where we came. So you know <laughs> he's, he's got support. So that's how it is. So I know I said before his brother was paralyzed, but they kind of retconned it a little bit, and and he was able to fight back the aliens, free everyone from the mind control. Everyone is good. When he's going now to the alien spaceship to deal with them, mm-hmm. he turned around and said, "Well, Captain Canuck is thorn in our side, Tom Evans. So what's the best way to do? We got to get rid of him." And an explosion happens anyways, or something, not even an explosion, something, they just turn around and bam, they hit him, and they teleport him through time. They send him back to the past of, like, I think it was, like, 2810, sorry, not 20, 1080. Like, like way back to the point that he shows up, and he's there with the uh, Mimac Indians. And then he starts helping the Mimac Indians fight off the Viking invaders when he came over to Canada. Okay. Okay. They, but they never said what the repercussions are with, with that fight, right? They just said that's what it is. While he was back mm-hmm. there in the past, he turned around and he's like, man, I gotta get back. Back to the future. <laughs> so he works and finds his way around. So now everyone thinks he's dead because there was an explosion. That's it. It was an explosion. He got sent back in time. So everyone thinks he's dead. They do a whole ceremony for him as he's done. He He's motivated more people to kind of join uh, uh, CISO. So he went as a martyr. He went as a martyr. All right. But then he finds a way back. So he comes back to the back to his present time. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my gosh, you're back. Yeah. So now he's fighting the aliens again because now they're officially invading. That's right. So the first time they teleported him back in the time, uh, sent him back in time. He comes back. He found a cave with a, a time portal. Okay. 
you know, it could be better explained. He comes back, he gets back to present day just when the aliens are doing their actual invasion themselves. Right. And they start going at it back and forth. Um, the aliens are about to lose the fight because Canada, as the superpower with a supreme technology, bum is winning. And the aliens, instead of admitting defeat, would rather pull a suicide run because they don't want to get beaten, turn around and hit the self-destruct on their spaceship. And there's only three million aliens that he's fighting, right? But they hit the self-destruct on their spaceship on their command thing, and they figure, well, it's going to blow up our ship and anybody that's close by. Captain Canuck runs through, gets on the ship, fights the aliens, sends a message telling everybody, hey, guys, back away. They hit the self-destruct. They're about to blow up the ship. Run. Everyone's like, holy crap, we got to go. So they all U-turn. The ship blows up with Captain Canuck on the ship. But once again, the explosion sends them back through time. And this time, uh, he ends back up in the in the dreaded year, 1980. Now, keep in mind, he's originally from 1993. Right. So he turns around and says, "In 1980, well, nobody knows me." Well, and we got to think now. There's a lot of time, so there's a lot of convolution right there going on. It's, it, so because keep in mind, he's from 1993, so he was born in my opinion, in 1980, because he didn't join the RCMP at the age of 13, right? Correct. He's still, Tom Evans and his brother are alive or a version of him. He's gone back in time. Do we do, you know, variant, like how we do in Loki? Do we do a variant timeline or what? That means in my logic, there's got to be two Tom Evans running around, a younger one and an older one, the one who we've been originally following and the one who still has to go through these adventures at this point. Because as I said, it, you know, it definitely, it's not 1993. So anyways, so in 1980, and that's where the book leaves off. And he still has, like, his powers. He still got some of the nanotechnology, all that. Now, I don't know how they smoothed one into the other. I think they just kind of turned a blind eye and just kind of writ around it, wrote around it. Mm-hmm. Here we are, Captain Canuck. And as we see now, the more updated series, this is why Tom Evans is, one, still around. And two, they gave him a different look on his costume. Instead of the classic spandex-type costume, he's got, like, padded shoulders. Um, he's got, like, nightsticks. He's got a backpack with with the nightsticks in there like Nightwing does. It allows him some flight. He's got laser guns. Uh, he's also got, like, nanotechnology in his costume. So if the costume gets damaged, it repairs itself. Like, it's 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 a nice dated look. Nice update. Look. I, like, I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. And then, of course, he's got a more of a support staff. So that support staff, when I say is like, you know, picture Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos for half a second. And then you put them all in shield. Each person has their own thing. So you got Nick, you got right. Dum Dum Duggan, you got Gabriel, the whole nine yards. And that's his support staff, the Countess. So Captain Canuck has the same thing. You got Captain Canuck. Then you got his brother, Michael, who was um, part of a CEO of Evans International. And then he formed another thing after Cecil, which was called Equilibrium, which was an organization that he's working for. So it's almost like an organization within an organization or a step up from Cecil. Same mandate. And he's got, you know, Quebec, as we said, is a field agent. And instead of making Quebec, he was a, it was a, Quebec was a guy in the original series. In the new series, they gender swap uh, and changed her to Yvette Osuno. Uh, so they made her fully French in a blue costume. Mm-hmm. So that it went from he to she. Redcoat was in the original series a white guy, 
and they turn around and made Redcoat uh, a black woman, but she's got like a Redcoat. He's got an English, a British accent, right? Then you got his brother who's still there. And then you added on another guy who's a Blackbird, who's a field agent. He's the pilot. Um, and then you got Paramita Patel, which is the, uh, uh, yeah, Paramita Minder Patel, which is the next gen <laughs> scientist and technology specialist. And then last but not least is Steel Town Hammer, who was the field agent slash bodyguard. Now, Steel Town Hammer, <laughs> and once again, if you're in Montreal, or sorry, if you're Canada, Steel Town Hammer, we know that's Hamilton. They call Hamilton the Hammer. Hamilton was known for all the steel it produced. So they even get represented. So it does king off certain places. So we got yep. Quebec, we got Hamilton, Ontario. We got his origin. He's born and raised in Manitoba with his brother. Quebec is from Quebec. Quebec City. Yep. Come on now, man. Um, you know, Redcoat, I don't know where Redcoat would be from. She's got a British accent. So yes, you'd say she's from the UK, but if she's supposed to be here, oh, maybe she's from Montreal. We, so here we go. And you know, they have mentioned places like Montreal, New Brunswick, right? Like Halifax, like, yeah. Hey, Rod, so what do you think of this whole IP thing? What do you think of the Canuck? Listen, Captain Canuck, a Quebec Canuck. I'm going to get to the Quebec part again. I'm going to get back to the Quebec. But um, Captain Canuck is a very unique character in the sense that a great representation of having our own, our own. And again, you'll see, you know, if you do some research, you'll see that, you know, it's not the real first time they had, but these are the earlier sketches, you know, strip type of um, imagery of uh, a symbol hero for Canada. But Captain Canuck is like the first one fully suited station as being one, one for the one for the country. I liked it mainly because of you brought the you brought the example of Quebec, Quebec. Quebec, you gotta say it properly. Quebec, Quebec, uh, and then you gotta you got say it properly. Quebec, but let me let me stop twitching my head. People are like saying, "Hey, why is he twitching his head?" No, mind your business. Mind your business. Don't worry about it. Oh, that hurt. Oh God, I'm getting old. So, um, but Steel Hammer about Hamilton. But what I liked about when you read like a couple of issues in, you start to see spots. You said, like you said. Tom Evans is from Manitoba. They're making reference to this RCMP, uh, to Toronto, Hamilton, whatever. You can see that this one is now based off, this is based out of Montreal. And you can see clips of police cars, Montreal. There's a section, there was one panel, they were doing like a shot, and you were seeing like a bridge. Montreal's all the hometown. I'm looking at that bridge, I'm looking at that bridge, look kind of familiar. When you read it, the Jacques Cartier Bridge. I'm like, oh my gosh, they put the Jacques Cartier Bridge in there. Oh my goodness. Hilarious. Hilarious. So yeah, I was completely like pulled in and just loving the fact. Now, when you watch it, when you read it, you're going to, you're accustomed to, you gotta, you gotta see this is 1975. You know, this is a, this is not the top dogs like Marvel or DC. This is comedy comics, and it's a different type of writing style, you know, imagery style. But I liked it that it gave you that type of homegrown type of drawing aspect. So you're seeing a cartoonist drawing, you know, and giving us that kind of feel like, you know what, artistry, and it was it was fun. I also will say, 
I'm trying to remember. I think it's like an issue 11 or 12 or something like that. There's a point where Captain Canuck is um, having to ha- basically vaguely remembering, and excuse me if I'm saying it incorrectly, but at the point where he's fighting or he's he's fighting someone and he's defending uh, a youngster, a young a young a young child, and their father, and both of them are in French, and he speaks in French. Thank God, I still remember a couple of words. But the thing that was killing me is that he was speaking in French. They're speaking back to him in French, and is what actually written. It wasn't subtext. It wasn't hyper, you know, like star asterisk translated or whatever the case to be. Yes, it was actual French dialect in there, and it was back and forth, back and forth. And then when he was per se having his own thoughts or talking to us per se, it was English. So a panel of French, French, English, English, French, French. English, French, and I'm like, that's nice. So it may take somebody a 30 second to say, hey, hey, what's happening? Where's where the translation to it? But I liked it because it was giving that type of authentic, authentic type of feel that if this is going to be a Canadian comic, if this is going to be about a Canadian character, the, you know, the dialect, the language is French and English, and they're making sure not to forget the French uh, aspect and showing that you know showing respect to Canada and you know the you're, you're saying that Tom is part you know native Indian and at mm-hmm. least you're putting in enough Canadian type of not checkoff list but stuff to just authenticate it that this is a Canadian product and be very proud of it and I was very proud by reading that I'm like okay this was nice it was very nice and I was like okay touche touche it was good it was very good you had your friend. It was really good. Very good. Absolutely. And I think that's what makes it really interesting. So the fact is that we know his training. So basically, what I loved about it is how tangible this IP that's is. The word. Right. Tangible. The locations. Tangible. If you live in Canada at any point, you either live there, visit it, heard of what these cities are, right? We we all right. know Montreal. We all know mm-hmm. Ontario. You know about mm-hmm. the Hammer, uh, Hamilton. Yep. You know about Quebec, right? You, you, it's on the news. It's, it's no problem about it. You know it. It's just how Marvel puts their things in in real locations. So you know New York City. You know all the little towns they generally go to within Marvel Universe right. because right. of real locations. They actually down, down to the streets. So when them saying, hey, the Jacques Cartier Bridge is right there, depending on what side you're looking at it, you know where you are seeing the Jacques Cartier Bridge, be it if you're on, you know, on the uh, east or west side of the Jacques Cartier Bridge, you know uh, like, that's how tangible it is. And yeah. the agents representing all that is nice. So this is all, re- I mean, it can only get better if you saw one of them walking with a Tim Hortons cup. Oh, that would have been, oh, that would have been perfect. Well, what, what Tim, was Tim, Tim's in 75? Uh, no, it Tim's probably, wasn't existing in '75. It was not not the way it 80. is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was '80s. I, I, at least right. in the sense of drawing it out. But I know it's, it's dated yes. for '93. But I'm like thinking because I know Tim Horton. You know, he was a, a hockey player, and he right. turned a franchise. And that's another history, Canadian history to look into. Everyone, check that out. Check that out. But yeah, right. that that would have been definitely. It would have been like, oh, they got Tim Hortons. Right, I, 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 I don't know if he at one point he mentions going for a Dornier, uh, sub or Dornier pizza, like, like oh, it's so it's so, and it's not, and what I like is tangible. It's mm-hmm. not a parody. 
right? Because if you're saying this is a parody, then you have to look at Captain America as a parody. You have to look at right. Captain Britain as a parody, right? It's not a parody. We have now our own thing, and it's Canadian-created, Canadian-born, Canadian-published. Publishing, if they were a little bit more on point, I think would have gotten further, and it was opening the market maybe more to like authentic Canadian experience, mm-hmm. right? It's not 100%. about an American writing about a Canadian. It's a Canadian writing about a Can- about Canada. You know, so I know all the everyone's like, oh yeah, Wolverine's Canadian. He says, a and he drinks beer and he fights a lot. All right, and you describe most of our hockey teams. Great, not you, but you're <laughs> writing it from your perspective. You're not writing it from ours. This is why when certain artists got a hold of like Wolverine as IP or anything that was a part of like John Bryan, who is Canadian, you got yeah. more of authentic feel between with him and Chris Claremont working on the X Men during their run. How they explain Wolverine because at one point they do stop in. uh is it Manitoba or Saskatchewan? One of the two where they first encounter Alpha Flight for the first time. Right. Okay, that that you know Calgary. That's it, Calgary. Sorry, it's Calgary. So yes, so Calgary is where they first encounter Alpha Flight for the first time, and Hartman H and Ottawa. And, but that's only during John's and Chris's run of the X Men. Side of that, we really don't get that. So this was nice to see that they were doing it, and they were mindful enough to give him his original run. Okay. It, it, it had some yeah um, deviation, like you know, when I say deviation, like you have people diversity, diversity. They had diversity. Mm. When they came back with this more later run, they really focused on the diversity that it didn't seem forced. And his right. main villain is uh, Mister Gold, is one Mr. of Gold. the right, right, and, and mm-hmm. Blue Fox. You know, like mm-hmm. you were saying before, is like a double agent. Whatever, it's, it's almost like he's Batman and she's. I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to take the words out of your mouth, but that, that, that's where it no, strikes, no. strikes me, right? No, so no, no. That's the whole thing of Captain Canuck. I, and that's what I like, especially that the fact that the main person in your book, even back in 1975, was pre-Indian. It wasn't, you know, that is, and that's your main guy, even though his name's Tom Evans, his dad was Cree. Now, I'm not sure if he's mixed, uh, right? Because they never really get into his mom, but he mm-hmm. was, his dad is Cree, so he's got Cree blood, him and his brother. He was raised Cree. He was, you know, got the teachings of the Cree Indians, of their culture and all that. Right. I would like to see that played a little bit more, you know, in the IP to kind of get into the roots of it. And I mean that in a, it done in a tasteful manner, right? right. It, that and 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 that's who your hero is. Like, look at Captain America. Captain America is blonde hair, blue eyes, you know, six foot, whatever. Captain America. Yep. Here we are. Our guy is no. He's he's one of the first nation. Right. Ah. Ah. Smart. Smart. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Smart. Hundred percent. You know. Yeah. 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 That's 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 the way I look at it. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it brings us down to our thing. Okay. Rod. Mm. How would you like to adapt it? And after your adaptation, who would be your Captain Canuck? All right. So, you know what? I Okay, let's go to adapting. Adaptation. I would like this medium to actually be live. I want I would like it to be live. Um in my mind, I've been trying to figure to do this as a series or do it as a one movie. At mm-hmm. least we'll start off with a movie. And I think I want it as a movie. Now the reason why the reason why I want it live is one I want to make it 
I want to give the the credit and give it the give it the respect. If you're going to have a live adaptation of Captain America, I want a live adaptation of a Canadian uh, representation. The you know the equivalent Captain Canucks. Nice. So I would like to see a live person, flesh and blood, in a suit, going through the whole going for the whole origin and and giving it some context and like saying like we too can have someone who does the similar type of um actions and antics and you know abilities you know it wasn't a super super uh, super soldier serum but he was zapped by aliens and we're already accustomed to like i'm always saying now these type of premises can't be that far fetched of people like saying that that will never happen. But like, have some aliens and come down and interfere, and someone gets zapped by. Yeah, that's plausible. That's plausible. We will we'll screen it and action. I want to see that. So with that entail, I would like to go with. Um, I wanted to go with someone who is, you know, I wanted to have someone who was you know Canadian. I wanted to have an actor right. who's Canadian. And, you know, I went my little search for Canadian and I came across someone who is actually I just recently saw that. Basically, I did see him. I did see him in an episode uh, of a show, um, Quantum Leap, and I realized who it was. And he's actually he was a very good. He portrayed himself very well and everything like that. So who I would like is France, Francis Anod. So Francis Anod, he is wild enough. He's a Canadian. He's from Montreal, Quebec. <laughs> so he wasn't from Manitoba, but at least I I got him at least in Quebec in that sense that he will have the the structure, the face, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. imagery of someone like you're saying. Yeah, I can see. And when you look at him, it's Francois Arnaud, uh, A R N A U D, and okay. he was just was just in an episode of Quantum Leap, and he he did very well. Like he portrayed himself very well. That 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 particular episode, he was basically um, playing like um, an undercover um, field agent. So he was right. already in the type of scenario. So in that sense, he already has the the mindset to be a soldier, taking you know taking um you know taking orders, following rules, and everything along the line. This one, there were certain things that he was like, hmm, I don't know if it's I don't know if I like it because of my not belief belief system, but he was like certain things like mm, I don't know if I pan out to that, and I'm engaged. It, but at least he had a, a backbone, and he showed that as I like said, yeah, you know what? I can't always follow the order, the lead, but when I do, I'm all I'm all in. And there's certain episodes, certain scenes, certain scenes he was. So I was actually intrigued with him, and I liked him. And so my guy for Tom Evans would be France France. Francois Arnaud, Arnaud, and yeah, that's who I want as Captain Canuck for me. Okay, cool. I see him here. I just had to look him up. So I see him here. Mm-hmm. And I see exactly what you're looking at, right? So, and I'll say this, and this is why I said the whole thing is about me. is about being as tangible as possible. And I, and I'll tell you a couple of things and, and I'll kind of jump back half a second. So as I said, I like the locations. I love the fact that they mentioned RCMP. So, you know, he has RCMP training. Right. Going forward from that, you know, he excelled at that. And then, you know, he gets brought into another organization that's just above the RCMP. So keep in mind for any of our listeners 
who are outside of Canada who don't know what the RCMP is. As I said before, that's the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. So we have our normal police force, and then you have the RCMP, which is a step above them. So picture if you're in America, you have your regular police force, and then you have the FBI, right? They they are are, are kind of like their FBI slash CIA. They are that's what they are. Even though they might dress in those uniforms, they are like a step above. They have like jurisdiction when they come in. So that's mm-hmm. that's who they are. Uh, yes, they have the red coats. They have the, the mounted police because they do things on horse, but they do way more than that. So don't yeah. let the uniform Res- fool you. No, no, no. You Respect my authority. Respect, Respect my authority. <laughs> so we understand that him going to a boarding school, military, we understand the training that he would have going forward with hand-to-hand certain weapons yeah. and then being escalated from there, you know, to progress. So I wanted to keep this as true as possible, especially the fact that I saw that he was a Cree. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to be sensitive to find a creature as much as possible to right. fit this role. So I'll say this. One, I want it to be live action. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I Definitely live action. And give me, and this is one time I'll say, give me a movie. And keep in mind, now, as much as you say, oh, this is far-fetched, let's put it this way. Yes. Does it deal with time travel at some point? Yes. Does it deal with aliens at some point? Yes. I think we should have those because if Captain America could fight Thanos, who's from a different planet, ready to snap people away, and he's an alien with an almighty glove, the Infinity Gauntlet, then we, too, in Canada can deal with aliens. We have so much more open space. It's easier for an alien to land a spaceship here in Canada <laughs> than it is in the United States. Like you try to find parking in New York City, insane. But you try to go, you know, to farmlands out, out west, it's planes. There's places they can okay. land a spaceship and we won't even see it for days, depending how far you are out there in the, in the fields. And plus, sometimes it's just too flipping cold that no one's going to go out there looking at the lights. They just watch it from the house, having their Tim Hortons going, yep, that looks weird. Mm-hmm. I'll stay over so, here. Yeah, so give me a movie. The movie still has to keep the origin story. So things I want to keep in the movie. It's got to keep his origin story. It's got to keep his family. It's got to keep his heritage. It does have to make mention of the aliens. It does have to keep the alien and the Boy Scout aspect as a subplot. So maybe not. And I don't want it resolved in the first movie. Just want it there and give me a little mm-hmm. teaser for movie number two and three. And I can see this as a trilogy for to Canuck. Because if you and especially the fact that he mentions different locations. So, yes, I want to see it filmed in Montreal. I want to see it filmed in Manitoba. I want to see it filmed out in Halifax and New Brunswick. I want to, to actually go there and not just say, if we can get Lord of the Rings pretending they're here, but they're really out in New Zealand, then I want to see the authentic places when they're in those places, seeing that they're not that far apart. If they can do it for a American production and take them to different locations, then they can do it for this. So you can have... Movie one, his origin, aliens, getting uh, up there, and maybe someone in the organization saying, hey, maybe we should monitor these boys that were with him at the same time, or he thinks about it and goes back that way. Movie two, certain things happen, let him get time travel, boom, and, and Captain Canuck in the past, and he has to deal with that without trying to change the future. Back in time. Movie number three, let's end it off with him coming back to present day and having to deal with the aliens invasion and stopping that and still being the beacon of our hope don't kill him off don't don't kill him off you know mm. uh, let him survive that and still be within our time or or, or have him go back to maybe 10 years prior and then say well we got to start this organization again to prepare for this moving forward let him be that kind of hero 
And I and I want to see him go from his classic costume to the dated costume within the movie, right? Give that look. I think both are very important. So you have to have both. They did it for Captain America with right? a shield That's and true. a costume. We can do it for that even in the first movie and establish his his support staff from his brother to Quebec to the red coat. All so one, three movies trilogy subplot dealing with the sub the, the, the Boy Scouts. Let that go with the aliens. Here we go. When with that, I was looking to, as I said, I wanted to be sensitive. So the actor I found here, he's a Canadian actor. He is a free actor himself, and his name is Justin Rain. So Justin is like already, he's, you know, six foot two. If you see it, he's got the jaw. He's got these like steely eyes. Like he's got this gaze to him that I really like. So he's a first nation actor. Uh, he's a Plains free descendant. So that there alone, with his look, some of the movies he's done in the past, he was, uh, if I'm correct, I believe he was in Twilight. He played part of one of the uh, werewolves, right? Along with Taylor Lautner and more of the background. So he was one of them that, I, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm, I apologize. But this is who I'm going with. Justin Rain as my Captain Canuck. Let's keep him Cree. Let's really bring the forefront of their heritage to the big screen. Okay. And, you know, okay. for a lot of times, American productions come up here. Well, this time we have the actors, we have the locations, we have the technology. A lot of times when American productions come up here, they use our film equipment. They don't fly out film equipment. They use what we have. We do have the film equipment to make it really, really good. But they just need a budget behind it. Yeah, We just need a budget behind it. And and once again, Canada, don't don't get cheap. You know, we need to... uh, really invest in our entertainment industry. We have people who are on par, if not better than some of them. And because of how things are in the entertainment industry, we lose people. William Shatner, great, gone to the States, made his fortune, right? And did all these IPs. Uh, Michael J. Fox, great, gone to the States. Uh, gone to the States, did the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so we've Meadows. lost, right? From musicians to artists, to actresses, every. I go across the border to kind of make their bones, so to speak, make their career, mm-hmm. and then come back. And then Canada's like, well, you know they're Canadian, right? But did you support them when they were in Canada? Celine Dion went and made like multiple millions down in Vegas in the States. Right. He supported her, not the way the Americans supported her. The Americans supported her like insane. And then all of us were like, oh, yeah, but she's Canadian, eh? Well, instead of us losing out, we need to turn around and say, this one is ours. Want to know about Canada? This one is ours. We can be yeah. just as good as, you know, Marvel, DC, Image, Top Cow, IDW. We can be owned and that has to be shopped around properly and not like, oh, I don't know if we want to invest, but we'll take the American property. No, we got to stop doing that. Right? Stop. So that's my little rant. Being in the entertainment industry, I don't want to have to leave Canada to do what I want to do. Uh, I should be able no, to do it here on Homegrown and be treated the same way. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. All right. I got a little personal there. So there we go. So that's what we're going with. <laughs> Justin Rain as my Captain Canuck and build it out. Build, build it out. That, that, that's all I got to say about that. Barry, tell us what grinds your gears. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's do a little uh, Peter McGriff. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Peter God. Griffin. I, I was just, I was just saying, I, I see so much talent leave to do what they got to do instead of doing it here. And if we paid them the same, wage here, gave them the same exposure here, 
instead right. of after the fact, let's support them on the way up. Mm-hmm. Things would be different. Things things would be different. We we oh. you, you know we got to stop claiming you know claiming it's ours when it's gone. <laughs> don't don't treat don't treat our talent like lost and found. <laughs> treat our talent as found. It's like, 100%. hey, William Shatner, what happened to him? Oh, he's in the States. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, he was doing well. Uh, and uh, on Star Trek, wait a minute. William Shatner's the lead? You know he's Canadian, right? No. No. It should be, we film this in Canada with Canadian lead. Do it. And, and, and don't 100%. have to play into the stereotype of certain aspects of how you think the world wants to see Canada a certain way. No. Let's give them authentic Canadian experience. It doesn't have to be, well, Canada's nice. You guys can't, oh, this is a little bit too dark in the script. We can't have that in script because that won't be Canadian. They won't see us as being Canadian. We gotta, no, 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 we've got our dark days. We, we've we we've got our underbelly of crime and stuff like that. Come on now. All right, I'm no. done. It's okay. It's all right. all right. We'll just leave it at that. Hey, no, they didn't moonshine up here, Rob. We won't get at that, you know, but we won't get that. Anyway, that's another story. <laughs> But yeah, no, no, I, I fully agree. I fully agree. So, um, I, I guess, I guess that, 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 that's it then. I guess we, that is we, it. That might be the show right now. Uh, let's, let's leave it out. You know, let's, let's, let's just, uh, let's close, let's, let's close it up before, you know, everybody's like, Start a riot. Take your cousin over here. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. So, you know, a couple of things. Exactly. A couple of things. So one, Remembrance Day, I know it's past, but remember, mm. let's keep that in mind. You know, just because it's a day doesn't mean we only have to re- remember them for the day. Remember everyone and all the soldiers throughout the year and the thanks. You know, we got to give them thanks all the time, year round. So when you see a soldier, just 100%. tell them thank you. Then that's it. And, and you know, 100%. And I'm a Tim Hortons. If you see me at Tim Hortons, pay for a cup of coffee. You can do that. There you go. Don't forget, subscribe to our show, be it on YouTube or on our, our Podbean page. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, and follow me and Rod wherever you see me and Rod uh, going about. So this is our month where we are remembering the troops and the soldiers, and this is our thank you to them. Any last words, Rod? Uh, you know what? Listen, I, I will say, take in Captain Canuck. You will not be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Uh, hopefully, you guys enjoyed you know all the nice tidbits and information we brought to you, and hopefully, you you'll lean into what we're saying about having this IP actually coming to life, having the opportunity to get on the screen. And I believe people will, people will enjoy it. No questions. I don't think anybody will have a, a second take back and be like, oh, that's interesting. And basically build off of that. So yeah, I think it'll be good. There's enough storyline to do something with it. And build Meet off on the bone. Meet on the bone. Oh. That's right. I agree with it. And my only thing I'll add on that is like, if we've got music, it's got to be Canadian music. If you got Platinum Blonde in there, <laughs> you got to put Platinum Blonde back. We need Platinum Bond. And if it's Gowan that's opening, okay, we got to use Gowan's beat too. Okay, represent. That, that's all I'm saying. Man, even throw in some Pori Heart. Come on now. This is what I want to hear. If you're going back to a certain time period, you got to play. let them play their music. You got to let them make an appearance, especially Platinum Blonde. Not because I'm a fan, but because I'm a fan. All right. And, and you already put him in, in the cartoon. So there we go. This My has book, been the Iconist Podcast, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Once again, and as I always say, this whole world was started by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Out. Okay. I need Tim's. I gotta get Tim's. Mm. Uh, I'll take a couple of them. All right. On it.
Later. What's the double-double? <laughs>